Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast charging at you like a nihilistic 50-foot ape with a howitzer and nothing to lose. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? What's up? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Another fantastic edition of the show. Uh, how are you doing and did you give that ape the howitzer hmm. listen i can neither confirm nor deny how an ape gets an howitzer but yeah I, i'm doing pretty well get her i'm over the cold that had me uh bogged down last week so i'm still coughing a little bit that's but, good uh, <clears throat> the health is much better this week so I'm I'm very happy to hear that because I can actually understand you this week, and so I'm sure everybody watching or listening will be in the same boat. You know, so I'm I am happy for you. Your breathing status is at the apex of my concerns. I just want you to know that. So makes it sound like you wake up in the middle of the night concerned that I'm not breathing. Sometimes I do, man. I wake up in a cold sweat. I'm like, Howard. <laughs> so okay well before we jump the shark i mean it's only been like two minutes so be before we get too far into this uh show uh we have a very special guest this evening and joining us all the way from the twin cities of the minneapolis st saint paul area it is our my good friend the midnight rocker 101 welcome to the show brother Hey, how's, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, we're, we're doing great. You know, we're happy to have you here as well. And uh, uh, also very happy to, you know, we extended the, the invite and you you so graciously accepted and you're like excited about it, too. So we're happy, happy to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah, I like doing these. They're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So uh, let, let's first dive in to number one who are you what's going on and all of those good questions that i know most of the people watching this show aren't asking because they already know who you are but for the two people who don't know who you are what you're all about now we go way back so you, you take it away just tell us all about the midnight rocker <laughs> so uh, midnight rocker 101 my code name go by uh, real name's Tate Tibor. Uh, I'm a streamer on the internet. I guess that's what you'd call it nowadays. Uh, 
do Twitch. I do started out doing gaming and then switched to doing uh, IRL with a gun run backpack with a camera attached to my shoulder and going adventures. We do cooking streams uh, recently. We kind of just film life as it goes, which is really fun. I really, really enjoy it. It's, it's a good time, you know, to connect with people live, you know, so. That sounds that sounds awesome. I mean, uh, I, I know I've seen some of your your streams going back uh, a little ways where uh, you've been on there. Of course, you know, going back to what last year with Cyberpunk, you is kind of when you you really got into it. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I started I started uh, Twitch streaming uh, during the pandemic. You know, just kind of uh, had a lot of free time, and I was like, well, this, you know, I'd been on there a little bit, uh, never streamed, but then kind of went full force with it yeah did cyberpunk and uh battlefield you know and uh all these different games you know looking forward to the new battlefield doing that one you know really really stoked about that yeah well a few episodes well i suppose it's more than a few episodes ago now uh i had a chance to play the open beta just like i'm sure that uh, you did and we so talked a little bit about that and 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 our takeaway but uh, just that specifically, since we're talking about that, what what's your favorite uh, portion about the new Battlefield uh, 2042, and and maybe what you didn't like? Give give us your your two cents on on Battlefield. <laughs> um, like it just I don't know the graphics. I mean, the graphics look more intense, obviously, but um, I didn't get to play it for a long period of time. I only got to play it for like just an hour, you know. So like I didn't get to see everything. But I watched um, another streamer play for a little while. Um, just like the, the even the I don't think the combat of the guns are like more realistic. Like the shooting, the coil run, and everything, and how it like knocks back. Like that's just seems more intense, you know, like realistic. And I like that. What do you think? Like, what do you think about it? So uh, and 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 Howard didn't get a chance to play it. So uh, he he's busy with all kinds of stuff. And, and I don't think uh, brother Nico or Rude Boy Kyle got to play it either. So I think I'm the only one. And I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think my total play time might have been four hours on on the beta, just with code issues of the pre-orders. I pre-ordered it. I didn't get my code for the first full day and had issues with it. But then. Once I actually got it, downloaded it, all that good stuff, uh, played it. Uh, kind of with the other battlefields, I love the aesthetics. I love how it looks, uh, yeah. the destructible environments. You know, they're, they're very, very immersive. So you're out there and you're walking. But that's kind of my problem with it and how they've been in the past, too. Because you die, so you spawn, and now you have to go a long way to find somebody and then everybody else is perched already and sniping and then you get picked off and well now you gotta go spawn back there and maybe you can get into a vehicle so you know i'm really hoping that there's a few elements that they can uh, fix uh, i guess or make it a little bit more interesting to jump you in there quicker if you don't have squad mates where the action is um one of my favorite maps from battlefield 4 going back that far was the locker if you remember that and you know most of it's underground and and the whole reason that uh, i enjoyed that is because it's big enough 
for the 48 players or however many there were, but it's small enough so that you don't have to waste five minutes running across the map just to find somebody and then get picked off. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, you waste all that time going there and then you get like two minutes of combat or not even, you know, that's like my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Your pet peeve on it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, speaking from, uh, you'll, you'll have to go back and watch the episode if you haven't watched it already, but uh, Howard shared a video from Battlefield 5, and he has the same same sort of issues, don't you, Howard? I, I, I do, although um, my tolerance gets a little low, so then I start goofing around in games, and um, yeah, that always leads to interesting things, but yeah, we shared a video where I, I took a, a Jeep where it wasn't supposed to go, and... Uh, got to pull a really nice john wick move as the jeep rolled as i hopped out and there was a guy right there and i shot him and then i immediately got sniped and had to start over but you know for 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 just that like few seconds i was cool and that (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's pretty much an epic video i mean uh if you go back and watch that episode for anybody who hasn't seen that episode yet, sharing the clip, uh, he's just screwing around. And then all of a sudden the vehicle's flying through the air and didn't, then he's standing, there's a dude and he kills him. <laughs> if he could have in the game, he's whole, you know, he's holding this, uh, assault rifle of some kind. Uh, I, I don't remember which rifle you had, but hey, bah, 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 you should have gone because it was pretty much the coolest move. Um, yeah, it should have been an achievement. That was achievement-worthy gameplay right there. Yeah, but I, I I should look to see. I don't know if I have it recorded, but there's also another one, Kidder, where uh, Rude Boy Kyle made the mistake of hopping in a vehicle with me once. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> And it ended about not quite as cool at the end, but I, I think he for a bit was like, Howard, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> the fight's over there. It's like, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> There's <laughs> like 30 minutes out. left in the match. It, we'll get there eventually. It's, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So uh, obviously you, you like uh, doing doing the Twitch streaming. And uh, so not only on Twitch and we have your, your address, uh, at the bottom here, but, uh, where else do you stream? What else, uh, goes on? What, what do you do? How do you share all of your, your content that you're producing? Uh, well, we start, we, you know, start with Twitch. Instagram's a big one that I do. Uh, pretty much on, I'm pretty much on everything. Um, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh i i haven't really dipped into the whole uh uh tiktok thing still kind of <laughs> i'm not i'm not a good dancer you know or i maybe think i am you know after a few drinks at a wedding but <laughs> i gotta you know I, I, even people said like you gotta get more clips on there of like your gameplay and stuff and uh yeah i don't have anybody doing because i do all my editing by myself you know and stuff so i, I need to figure out more how to do uh the editing for tiktok and such you know that's right i couldn't i i mean i can't really give you any any good tips for tiktok other than you know keep it short and the the dumber the better i think because then you get you get more views for whatever reason Mm -hmm. 
We haven't ventured into the TikTok realm either, but I mean, we're pretty much everywhere, so you're not alone. Don't worry. <laughs> we can do it together. You guys can help me. That that's all we need is is the three of us TikToking. Like, <laughs> I, I don't actually, think we could ever. I don't think we could ever pull it off, Kidder. Our average episode is an hour and 45 minutes. Um, that's, no that's way we're trolling off a of TikTok. <laughs> and then they, we'll have to. Oh, go ahead. To, uh, three minutes now. You can make three minute videos. Um, so my girlfriend. Sure. And I was like, oh, I believe you. When I started, I think it was like 10, 15 seconds or something. That sounds about right. I know it was super, super short on the, the video end. We might have to uh, call, make uh, you know one of those lifeline re- requests uh, to Rude Boy, Kyle, and uh, Brother Nico because I know at least Brother Nico has some experience with uh, with the old TikTok watching the videos on TikTok, <laughs> and he's you know scroll like that's funny, Shh, that's funny, Shh, that's funny, and then three hours have gone by. So, oh yeah, <clears throat> apparently that's a thing. So, uh, well, before we get into, you know, how you and I know each other from a long time ago, let's do a little what's on tap. You know, uh, on this show, we do what are we drinking for the night? What's about it? What's what's beverage it is? Alcoholic, non-alcoholic, that sort of thing. So just uh, a quick little uh, uh, preview of how, how we do it tonight. I brought in. Yes, it is a, a can of blue. Uh, we'll see how this goes, but it is called the Blue Berry from Wasatch Brewery. It is a Hefeweizen. Uh, now, apparently, yeah, yes, this one's for you, Howard. I see no. your <laughs> damn smirk on your face. I, I'm laughing, Kidder, because that's the same company that made both of the pumpkin spice beers that I, uh, All right. I, I, I drank. And if you recall, those nearly killed me. So, <laughs> Correct. So, so this luck. should be Pretty good. Like color of a can, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you blue. It's like berries. Uh, apparently, it's beer fermented. With natural blueberry flavoring. So they can't even put real blueberries in the damn thing. So we'll see. Uh, it has nine IBUs. It's a 4.8% alcohol by uh, volume. The can claims that it tastes like malt, fruit, and smooth. I don't know how it can taste like smooth. I mean, I can understand if it tastes smooth, but not taste like smooth. But uh, this aromic fruit beer is ripe for the picking. Juicy blueberry meets it a malt of the wheat for a light, earthy, and balanced take on a fruit wheat hefeweizen. So this is made out of Salt Lake City, Utah. They were established in 1986. You'd think for the <clears throat> 35 years they've been around that they would know how to make a decent beer, but we'll see. Uh, we drink our share and sell the rest. Uh, 12 full fluid ounces of unfiltered beer. It actually has an mmm at the bottom. And uh, I know the camera probably does not want to focus on it, which is probably okay. But yeah, there you, there you go with the mmm. Uh, <clears throat> so we'll give it a shot. And, and again, uh, Howard, those beers you said were uh, the mystery van or something and then a pumpkin one? No, it was a uh, it was a pumpkin ale was the first one and then the other one was called black o lantern ah yes oh crazy all right 
So yes, it, it kind of smells like uh, well the the malt, as it said, and a, a little hint of blueberry, kind of like a popsicle blueberry. So here we go. Cheers, gents. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I didn't completely fall over. I don't know why I'm tasting <laughs> chocolate. There's no chocolate in this. It's supposed to be blueberry and malt, so maybe the combination is that bad. I had a I had a blueberry one just a few uh, weeks ago at uh, the arcade, and it was a cider blueberry, and it kind of had that chocolate taste, like what you were saying. It kind of threw me off because it was dark, but it was purple, but it was a blueberry. They said it was all it's right. Bizarre. Yeah. Wasn't my favorite, but it was, you know, something to try. Was it the uh, blue from Grain Belt? You know, I think it was a. I think it was like a local beer. It's like I didn't ask, like where it was from or anything. But it's all right, especially if <laughs> it's 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 better probably, especially if it wasn't you know that good. Then that it just it was some other crap beer, so it's fine. <laughs> I said to him, I was like, just give me something new. You're like, oh, here. Try that out. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> sorry it wasn't the best. I mean, oh. this this one, I mean, what, I'll give it two for drinkability. <laughs> I didn't have a pregame before this, but I might have to have something after it. <laughs> I don't know. What, uh, what about you, Tate? What do you got uh, over there? I am drinking uh, Wilder's Cider. Let's see. Where is this from? Natural, gluten-free, 5% alcohol volume. An exotic du duet combining the juice of prickly pear and pineapple. <laughs> oh, where is this from? Uh, Vermont? I think. This bottle in Vermont, so. It's hard to say. Some beers have a lot of information on their labels, and some tell yeah. you absolutely nothing. <laughs> so. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just, all it says is just bottled by Vermont Cider Company. It doesn't see the brewery or anything. Hmm. Does it at least taste better than their labeling? Oh, it's it's. This is one of my favorite ciders that I like to drink. Hmm. And uh, you know, you said it has pineapple and pear. So I mean, is it very obviously probably citrusy? But uh, does it have real heavy overtones of one or the other? Or do they blend well? It it blends real real good. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's not too peary. It's not too pineapple. It's just kind of a nice fifty fifty blend together, and. Uh, just leaves like it's and it's not too um it's not sour you know it's just it's just right i don't know how to describe it but it just leaves you in a very good kind of pineapple-y feeling i like it, it leaves you in a good pineapple-y place <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the other one if you if you like pineapple and cider it's the ace pineapple if you've seen those or have tried those the uh, the ace series are very very tasty 
and uh, on top of it uh they're made in i want to say eastern california or maybe very southern and eastern california uh but you get some ace pineapple and it's almost like drinking a slice of pineapple that's been you know blended up and filtered and put in a bottle with alcohol it's oh, it's so delicious good. i'm gonna have to what, what was that name of it <clears throat> ace pineapple and you'll you'll know it uh they also have uh apple and pear and a couple other flavors but you'll know it because their logo has uh three playing cards or at least two playing cards on the on the bottle you know what's funny i actually we went to the liquor store last night um and i just seen that and i was looking at it and i'm like what is this it had cards on it because we were in the cider aisle so i know what you're talking about just haven't had it but now that you say that I'm going to check it out. It looks you cool should. I mean, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're super delicious too. So I know you're you're really going going to enjoy it once you track down a six pack of of those bottles. So, uh, what do you give your your beverage on a rating? Out of a ten, or are we doing or out of a five? Um, zero to five stars. Zero to ten stars. Zero to a hundred. <laughs> However, however uh, starry you're feeling. I will, you know, out of one out of 10, I would probably do like a, probably like a nine and a half on this one. It's just, it's, hmm. it's that wonderful. I mean, I, I, I drink a lot of ciders and that's kind of what I, you know, go with all the time. And, and we go to different, you know, tap houses and breweries around here and tried many, but this one is just got that beautiful blend that, that you know that my taste buds like but i love pineapple though so i'm a big pineapple person you know don't even on pizza yes <laughs> even on pizza he threw it he threw down that. the gauntlet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably get unfollowed a lot for saying that I'm sure, but. probably not i mean <laughs> we're, we're pretty inclusive here if you want pineapple on your pizza you go ahead and enjoy it you know <laughs> I I'll I'll tolerate it a little bit, and in fact, one of the one of the pizzas that uh, I was introduced to that's really good is you got pineapple, but then you have pepperoni and jalapenos. Oh, just, just the three flavor combination with your cheese and uh, your you know marinara tomato sauce, whatever you put on it, nice and tasty for for that tropical yet spicy blend it sounds good i you know i'm not even picky i could eat any kind of pizza possible you know throw me a pizza down it don't matter what it is anchovies yeah i would do it mm-hmm. for sure All right. yeah. i can't ever say that i've had a pizza with anchovies on it so i i we we Howard and I have tried some interesting pizzas up at Mike's Pizza in Grand Forks or East Grand Forks, but uh, I don't. Anchovies was, was never a topping on any of the pizzas that we got. Uh, I remember when I was in Las Vegas one time. I uh, they had one where it had Cheetos on it. That was kind of the craziest thing I've seen. That'd be pretty good. Now, were they the regular, like, uh, straight-up crunchy Cheetos, or were they the flaming Hot Cheetos? They were they were the flaming Hot Cheetos. Uh, I didn't try it. I just actually had seen somebody sitting at the table, and it, it looked cool. It kind of looked different, but it was looked cool. 
and I bet you it would be pretty decent, you know. Well, uh, next time we all go to Vegas, uh, we'll find that place again and we'll try some flaming hot Cheetos on a pizza. <laughs> Let's make it happen. So, <clears throat> Howard, what do you got on tap tonight? You got something, something tasty, something exotic? You going uh, all, all out? Um, you know, I'm I'm still recovering after those two pumpkin beers and then the the bat squatch I had uh, and such. Um, so yeah. I decided to go with my favorite type of beer, which is a Scotch ale. And Kidder, I actually found one named after me. That's right. I got a Founders Dirty Bastard here. So <laughs> your uh, favorite nickname for me. So one of them, yeah. <laughs> so uh found this it's uh um out of the founders brewery out of grand rapids michigan uh 8.5 percent alcohol by volume 50 ibus the description on the back uh says here uh so good it's almost wrong dark ruby in color and brewed with seven varieties of imported malts complex and finished with hints of smoke and peat paired with a multi richness and a right hook of hop power to give it the bad attitude that a beer named Dirty Bastard has to live up to. Eight for the wee lads. So it sounds pretty dirty, just like you. He's got all that peat moss and whatever in there. What's it smell like? Uh, you know, not too much of a distinct smell. So take that for what it is. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. Definitely, of course, you would like it. Well, of course, (laughs) I do enjoy, as I said, a good scotch ale. And yeah, this is this is not bad. I'm gonna have a nice, uh, nice time instead of kind of what I've had the last uh, few episodes to try and struggle through. So, yeah, good. I'm happy for you. You deserve a break from crappy beer. (laughs) I, I, I do. So, uh, you know, that's okay. I'll probably go back to those ways uh, next time. So. Mm. It's a still with now. <laughs> uh, I don't want to call this a crappy beer. I mean, it's just kind of a forgetful beer. But uh, halfway through, I still can't taste the blueberry. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's pretty weak. What does it, it taste like? Just tastes like if you mixed like Budweiser and Bud Light or, you know, Coors and Coors Light, your regular and your light beer, basically, and threw a single blueberry in and swirled it around. But not in a good way. Like, uh, here, taste this blueberry. It's like, not as bad as the seltzers, but halfway. I don't know. It's just bizarre. Are you guys fans of those seltzers at all? Do you guys... (laughs) I can't do them. I just can't. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll put it this One way. nearly <laughs> killed me. Well, I was going to say, we once had a bet, and we did a poll of our audience of what was the better sci-fi series. And uh, Kidder's uh, fandom cheated, uh, and I ended up having to drink a Natty Light <laughs> Seltzer. And that was pretty miserable. But I that don't was know our about punishment. cheated. <laughs> Come on. The, the poll was Star Wars versus star trek and he's a huge star wars fan but i'm a huge star trek fan and this happened to be at the time when i went down to the star trek convention in las vegas 
And it just so happened that there must have been people at the convention seeing this because there's a whole bunch of people who voted for Star Trek and less voted for Star Wars. So Howard got the uh, distinct honor to drink that Natty Light Seltzer. Uh, I believe it was what it's raspberry? Mango. Oh, no, mango. mango. That was that was quite the punishment, but I I took it. I drank it. Cool. I survived. <laughs> so <laughs> that sounds like a bad time right there. <laughs> it was the fastest drink I've seen him actually down in probably twenty years. Yeah, probably. Since the first time that we had a drink together, the fastest drink that that he drank, it was just ridiculous. But and then you go back before that, uh, as we like to try out random beers and and different uh, types of products available, just to share our you know topic uh, make it a topic share our ideas on these things Uh, i tried one willingly and that's kind of where it came in that uh, uh of the cherry lime version of the natty light seltzer <clears throat> and it nearly killed me that that episode it was it was it, yeah exactly it was it was horrible i took two sips out of it i couldn't recover the rest of it i drank i think i drank the uh the rest of it but it, it was just it was bad now that we've shared that and of course uh those episodes are in the uh beer blues bs archive so you can go back a few and uh check those out beerbluesbs.com and uh, <laughs> laugh hysterically at me nearly choking to death on a natty light seltzer <laughs> um so the midnight rocker as it were like i was saying we we go way back i mean uh you know almost 10 years ago now what were you doing back in the day where what are your roots uh well used to used to be a musician at the time um i think yeah when i met you i think i believe and uh you were rocking as the you know as the DJ on the station for a few years. And I know you played uh, our single one time from when we made a record, which is really cool. And we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, because like Mark was, you know, the man, man. You like, you were even voted like something in the whole country, right? Like rock DJ. How did that go? So the, with uh, the ratings uh, for, Arbitron, that's the company that does radio ratings in uh, the U.S. And my ratings were the highest per capita for the active rock genre for the three to seven time period in the country for two and a half years. Which means that my ratings in Bismarck, North Dakota, beat out New York City, Los Angeles, everywhere in between. And, uh, you know, part of it is playing music like what you were involved in back in the day, you know, getting those singles out on the air for people to actually hear them from the, uh, the area, but also talking with 
those other uh, bands coming through who are part of the you know national touring, uh, like Saul. We had those guys on uh, already a couple months ago. Uh, another lost year from North Carolina, just to name a couple. But also having those interviews with Sully Erner of Godsmack, Taylor Connolly of Theory of a Dead Man. Uh, even got to interview <clears throat> Jeff Dunham. Of oh, course, really? of his of his comedy specials. I talked to that fool for over an hour. It was hilarious talking to him. It was right before he came to to town to do a show at the then Civic Center. Uh, it, Paul Tuttle Sr. <laughs> you know, there, there's so many different people we talked. Even hanging out with with uh, Buck Cherry when they came to town at Sushi and talked to. Uh, Josh Todd about all of his uh, various uh, hobbies, including his go-karts, the adult go-karts that he has that can go around 100 miles per hour, different things, but not making it about me because you're on the show. You're our guest. Yeah, it we we used to have uh, a lot of fun, and that's part of the reason why Howard and I wanted to get together on on this thing to now get it back out to the masses once again behind the old microphone and sharing the cool stuff with the people and that's why i'm so honored for uh, you to join us here on the show you know what i mean yeah yeah this is this is a great time i like uh doing podcasts and such like that now what you were telling me is that you uh, you have uh, quite a few people who not only join you on the streams, but uh, you have the various followers and whatnot. Uh, what's your? F- you said interacting with people is something that you really enjoy. You know what? What? A, what's a couple of the favorite moments that you've had since you started up playing on Twitch and then uh, streaming and getting more involved and uh, becoming more of an influencer? Um, I would say going to um going to different cons and like you know i always have to get permission to uh you know film at these places because sometimes when they do uh when you go to these cons and they have you know like uh celebrity stuff or like celebrity panels then they're like you know you can't record you know but uh i went to uh 2d con which is a gaming and cosplay uh, convention just a few months ago and they were totally like yes you can stream the whole thing you know just don't stream uh like inside the um or they have like um little meeting things and such and i was like yeah it's fine but like you know i got the film most of it and it was fantastic you know because with shawball gaming and met so many different other like co- you know cosplayers gamers uh you know, people just that do everything, you know, in the pop culture from gaming, uh, you know, so it was fantastic just to like reach out to other people to see what they do, what they like, you know, and hopefully, you know, group together and do some, you know, co-streams of something, you know, somewhere along the way, which is fantastic. Yeah, I know that's one of the, the newer things is the uh, the co-streaming uh, on Twitch specifically, which uh, is kind of cool. Um, 
I'm uh, almost at the ability to do that uh, on the KRDN Twitch stream, which, uh, you know, sharing our local weather 24 hours a day. So it's not really engaging. <laughs> it's just more of a, a way to stare at the radar whenever you want. And it's free. <laughs> so there's there's that. But, of course, you can subscribe to it if you want to. You're not going to get spammed with a whole bunch of random stuff. So nothing too too crazy there. Uh, did you get to meet up with uh, some of uh, the other people you've been you know, watching on Twitch at some of these conventions that you've been to? Um, at the time, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. Like, I knew a few. So I met like a couple, but um now that i've met more people when i went to that convention now i you know it's nice because we support each other we dip into each other's streams and support each other you know give you that uh give you that view is what they call it you know give you that little chat or whatever but um planning on going to twitchcon too so that will be even more fun uh next november i think they're having it again they haven't had it for two years but that will be really fun because you'll be like seeing all the major people, streamers, you know. Awesome. Well, I, I know by then you're going to be in the uh, top echelon of Twitch. So don't forget about us little guys uh, sitting out here in the, the YouTube land doing our little thing <laughs> Friday nights. But yeah, you guys have yeah. been rocking it good. We we try to every once in a while we we talk about music as well so <laughs> I don't, I, I just want to throw that out there uh, you know speaking of music uh, and you being heavily involved in music as we talked about a little bit ago what uh, what music are you listening to these days you know you have uh, some favorite bands obviously and there's now again some new music coming out so you got a couple favorites you had heard recently or new bands maybe you've discovered. Um, what is that band called? Is it called? Are they called Dirty Honey? Is that what they're called? Yep. Mm -hmm. I've really been. I've been really jamming to like. I I've been getting into the kind of the blue. Like, what is it? Blues kind of southern rock type of you know vibe. So I've been yeah. digging on them and stuff. Um. So I suppose you you kind of have a Greta Van Fleet. Uh, feel as well that you, you might like to listen to every once in a while if you've oh, heard yeah. of those guys yeah and i've really turned my like my you know my dad is uh you know 70 or gonna be 70 and i've really got him onto onto those guys too and he's like oh man you know it's just like zeppelin I'm like fantastic i've heard a lot of people make that that um connection i guess it was it were and i'm sure that they're that's what they're trying to do is make it uh, so they sound a little bit more like the led zeppelin but you know if you can make it work and you can make some money off of it fantastic uh as a southern style hard-hitting rock even though they're from canada uh the band monster truck if yeah. you've heard of those guys yeah yep i've heard of them definitely they, those guys kick ass. I, I get to hang out with them, and uh, uh, I think three of the three shows they yeah they were here three times. So we get to hang out with with those guys three times. They go up there on stage and they're completely dry, 
you know, clean, proper flannel. And by the time they're done with like the fourth song, they're just drenched because they go up there and they just kick ass on stage. So monster truck. And yes, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Sorry, I went a little Hetfield. I, I apologize. The Metallica flows through me. Howard's like, yeah, it's just normal. <laughs> I know they, they played like a secret show. I was watching uh, Trivium last night on their Twitch channel, and they were playing with Metallica last night. They, they did a intimate show. Did you hear about that? I, I've heard about a couple of the these intimate secret Metallica shows that have been going on recently as well. Uh, there was one in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, and and so where where did they pop up last night? Uh, I think it was Hollywood, Florida, or something somewhere. Or, or Very or random. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere down there. I I know. I think it was because um, the Matt Heffy, the singer, is from Florida, from the area. And I think, I don't know, they had that connection or something, you know, but uh, it was cool watching it on Twitch. Like, you know, it was kind of from the, it was like from the side, if you were standing like on the side of the stage, but it was still really neat how they did that. And obviously you've, you probably been uh, at side stage for some of the concerts. Um, I, I know that for me personally, I, I've been able to view, I don't know, countless uh concerts at side stage you know uh so it's it's a very interesting perspective of the side of watching the show because you're not behind the performance and you're not in front of the performance either so it's very very interesting and it's almost an intimate just way to watch them wouldn't you agree it is it's it's cool because it's you know like a view it's like a view of you know you don't get to see even like on youtube they don't i don't i really haven't seen any you know videos where it's like side stage side stage excuse me but yeah like you said it's more intimate it's just kind of i don't know how to explain it you know it's just you're it's raw and rare like you're there you know like you're feeling the energy that they're feeling you know like up there looking down at the people that's how i and I would say that it's it's even going the next step, too, of uh, even if you're there, it's almost like you're watching it from a recorded perspective, but you're there experiencing it. It's super, super bizarre, no matter if there's 20 people or 2000 people. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, you know, you can feel like the heat from the lights, you know, and like if you're standing next to, you know, the bass amp or the guitar amp, you just hear, you know it's you know not mixed you know it's it's just raw and rare right up there like you just hear the guitar the bass you know and the drums clashing and it sounds so different you know from when it comes out of you know the speakers you know but it's awesome do uh, do you ever miss doing a lot of that on stage you know whether it's playing or singing or just watching from the side watching other groups that close you, you, do you miss some of that you know, I, you know, I, yeah, I haven't played in, I haven't been in a band in, I think, eight years or something, or seven oh, years. Oh, man. It's been a long time since I played. And, uh, like, when I, I got friends here that are in local bands and stuff like that, and I go out and uh, go to different venues and, you know, small little clubs and stuff and watch it. And I do, I do miss it sometimes, you know, but uh, I'm more happy for them, you know, because they're a lot better than I was. 
and I like doing what I'm doing now. And but uh, yeah, I do miss it though. But don't sell yourself short. You were kick ass at it too. So <laughs> just just don't forget that you you were good at it too. Uh, and uh, he's talking about local bands. One of the uh, Minneapolis area bands, Three Pill Morning, just dropped a new single this week, which is uh, now available on Spotify and uh, their website and a bunch of different places. But listen to it tonight before the show, and it is a hell of a tune. So if you get a chance, uh, check that brand new song out from the band Three Pill morning and uh you know of course can't remember the exact title off the top of my head so you just give me two seconds and (laughs) i'll have it for you so that you can but if you search three pill morning over on you know spotify or whatever your other music services then of course you're going to find it right so there's that uh the brand new song is entitled dichotomy with a parenthesized subtitle tear me in two so (laughs) check that out plus the cover art for the single slash album was made by another minneapolis area band uh uh, ryan boast booster is uh the their Bosart is the uh, graphic designer for that one. And uh, those gents down there did a little thing there with their graphic design and lending three pill morning. That sweet, sweet uh, look there. I so, have not, just like, I, things. I, I know they're very popular here, but I have not. I don't think I've seen them live yet. I'm pretty sure I have. They are awesome live. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get down there if if you if you know that they're playing go check them out wherever they are uh and i think they play somewhat frequently around the metro area so if you get a chance go check them oh, out yeah. and uh, tell them kidder sent you damn it <laughs> do that definitely how about how about the last concert that you you've attended what what uh i know it's probably been a while but uh Live music. When when were you last into it? Oh, let's see. Last live concert. What did I go to? Um, for like I went to a friend's concert, but um, for big band, I think it was. Don't quote me, but I think it was Deep Purple. I think that was the last concert I was at. I believe. And Howard, what what's the last concert you've been to? <laughs> Man, uh, last concert I was that I went to was with my wife, <clears throat> and it was a <clears throat> uh, it was a present to her. She had just finished nursing school, and so uh, we were celebrating. So we went to see one of her favorite groups of all time, uh, which was uh, Pentatonix when they were playing in Fargo. So that's the last concert I was at, and the last show that we went to, probably. Uh, corn rob zombie oh with the two of us yeah probably yeah yeah was that the one where you were on stage introducing the band yep (laughs) that was back back in 2013 just a couple years ago 
I remember yeah. seeing the picture. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I was there mostly as the uh, the Sherpa for the radio station. I had a backpack <laughs> full of shirts that they were going to throw off the stage after they introduced uh, or in between the bands. So, yeah. I got to be on stage just mostly to turn around so they could just grab shirts out of the backpack and fling them off the stage. That was that was it. So, <laughs> are you guys going to any concerts in the future at all? You got anything planned? You know, I I would love to get to more shows. There's a, a list of Metallica shows that I I want to see. Uh, in fact, February, like, I, I want to say. It's in the like the first week of February. Metallica plays Minneapolis and they play Denver. And then there's another show in Las Vegas. So there's three shows trying to get to at least one of those shows. Uh, they're, they're supposed to be playing with Volbeat and uh, who, who's the other band? Greta Van Fleet's on one of them or two of them, I think. That's, so, a, stacked, that's a stacked lineup right there. Mm-hmm. That's hot, hot lineup. Mm-hmm. And... Man, I think Metallica and Volbeat are well. Metallica's at my number one for how many times I've seen any band in concert, and then I think number two has to be Volbeat now because they've played uh, they played here with Godsmack, and I got to meet them before the show, which was awesome, and and then you know get to meet Godsmack as well. And Sully's like this tall, so it's like, hey, what's up? Hi. <laughs> you know, he, he looks like a tiny, tiny guy. I've, I think I've seen your picture uh, with you and um, yeah, and he's he's out on the end, and it's like everybody else is just and <laughs> just down, just bizarre. Um, and then Avenge Sevenfold is up there for number of shows that I've seen. Um, who else? Uh, another lost year. Those guys. Hung out with them every time that, uh, or almost every time that they've been up here playing their shows. So just there's so much, so much music out there. And of course, now that we're getting back into people being able to roam and do things, you know, let's, let's support the, the music, the all industry, all these bands get out and see them wherever, wherever they are. If you're nearby or you want to take a trip, let's go see them. It's uh, it's it. I went to watch a couple local bands, and it's just, it's so more intimate now. People are so much more energetic, you know, to get you know out of the house, and it's just, it's been. Uh, I've went to about three or four already, just small, you know, little concerts, and it's been just the best time ever I've had, you know, and it's just everybody's so happy, and it's been just really great. Did you have a chance to see Filter at any of the the two or three times that they came through Bismarck back in the twelve to fourteen time frame? I I didn't I didn't sadly I didn't get to. It was you, you talk about intimate. Uh, you know, some of the or one of the shows was sold out, and then another show you know maybe had a hundred people because it was supposed to be outside. It rained that day, so it moved inside. But, you know, not as many people at that show as what I feel should have been. But just a fantastic concert. And uh, got to hang out with Richard Patrick both days. So, you know, chill, new, chill with him. A new singer now, right? A new guy? 
I, I think they have a couple new band members, but R- Richard's still writing and singing for them and, and doing that thing. And, and a new album should be coming out probably by end of the year or beginning of 22. So we'll see how that one is. <laughs> I have that somewhere on on. The, the oh i gotta turn the camera <laughs> somewhere on the shelf of the signed the signed discs over there so we'll we'll see what happens one of these days if he comes back and go hang out maybe i'll i'll bring the uh unpaid photographer and sherpa as well <laughs> how's that yeah. sound yeah that's, that's all right you know now that i uh now that i have a toddler um you know <laughs> Don't have as much free time, Kidder, to, to go and be Sherpa. Besides, I've, I've kind of gotten used to not quite having as many weird people enter my life as uh, when I've been in at those gigs with you. So, um, yeah, uh, Tate doesn't know this. I I have this weird knack for attracting weird people. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's an incredible superpower. And uh, the other thing is I have a little bit of a, a hearing issue so in loud spaces it's just like white noise to me uh and so kidder always like taking me to the shows watching me run into these people who tried to have a conversation with me that i can't possibly hear and then he would just walk away and leave me <laughs> to see just what would happen um so it's a yeah. good social experiment <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The, uh, the the one day uh, uh what what who did you get mistaken for? Was it Silent Bob? Uh well no that was uh that was Sparkles nickname for me because uh one of one of Kidder's coworkers I think she was in the sales part of the radio station. The only time I ever interacted with her was at these shows and because I could hardly hear anything I just mostly did a Silent Bob you know routine with it. So if, if she asked me like you know Oh, hi. Uh, how are you doing? I just be like, you know, <laughs> things like that. Uh, I I think I surprised her when I finally actually did speak, and she goes, "You can talk." I'm like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> um, but we were at a show, and uh, it, this was at a, a small venue, and they actually had tables, and we were sitting at a table, uh, drinking beer and and such. And this guy just sat down at an empty chair next to me, and just stared at me, and I can't hear anything, and so I just. I text Kidder just like, Hey, what, what's up with this guy? Cause the guy actually turned and talked to Kidder and then looked back at me and then talked to him again. And then she goes, Oh, he's mistaken you from so-and-so for this band. I'm like, you have corrected him that I'm not this individual. And all Kidder writes back is maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so God, yeah. God bless you, Howard. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And since you brought up sparkles, it's her birthday today, so happy birthday, Sparkles, from the Triple B. From all of us to you, happy birthday. Happy birthday Magic Sparkles. like that. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other good one was at, I think it was the Godsmack show, the the first one. Or not Godsmack, that, that was later. It was the Rob Zombie, Corn and... Uh, the opening band, I can't remember right now. Uh, but a, a guy walked up to me. Get my cat out the crab. Oh my god, dude, what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? Bro, you gotta sign my jacket. 
or <clears throat> you you want me to sign sign your jacket? Yeah, bro. Hell yeah, sign the jacket. I mean, by me signing it, the value of your jacket's probably gonna. Like, <laughs> I don't care, man. Sign. You gotta sign my jacket. Sign. Just here, take it. And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the sleeve and run the old the old signature across it. And he's like, bro, it's awesome. I we gotta take a picture now. All right. So he's like, and I'm like. And uh, maybe if future Howard is generous, he'll dig up that photo on the internet and and share it to, with the signature. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll we'll see. We'll see how uh, how future Howard uh, feels when he gets that. Here, I, th- I thought you were going to tell the the one we had one of these gigs. We showed up, and I was a lot of times I was the photographer for the gig, so I had my my Rock One Hundred One credentials that were completely fake, but nobody knew. Um, <laughs> no, they weren't fake because I made them. I made all of them, so they were as real as everybody else. Yes, right. <laughs> and and I. Uh, God, I forget what the show. I think it was at the what was it? The Old Town Bar, the one that's off of like way at the far end of main street there kidder and we we walk in and i i'm just playing with with kidder's camera trying to get used yeah <laughs> trying to get used to it and uh so i had it up i was just checking light and all of that and some guy thought i had taken a picture walks over and hey you, you took my uh, i i, I you're going to put it on Facebook, right? Right. I, I'm going to see it on the, the Rock 101 page. And I, again, can hardly hear. I think Kidder, like, happened to walk over and, oh, yeah, he's going to put it on the Facebook. And Kidder, Kidder just laughed and walked away. <laughs> I had to, like, try to explain to this guy, like, um, I didn't actually take a photo. I'm, I'm sorry you're so excited about this. So, yeah. We have all kinds of fun. <clears throat> we get into all kinds of things when, when we're together. I mean, even in this show, we get ourselves into plenty of trouble. <laughs> Kidder, have I ever uh, did I ever tell you a Tabor's concert story at all? I don't I think remember. so. Well, so back in my past life as a teacher, I worked with an art teacher who was he was filled with stories, and you never could tell if they were true or not, you know, but. He led a very interesting life uh, before he became an art teacher, a high school art teacher. But he had this story. He was at this music festival and uh, was getting hungry. And so he, he tries to find the uh, the food, you know, vendors. And he's he's going around, going around, trying to find it. And he eventually walks into this tent and uh, they're serving food. So he hops in line and... Uh, you know, they grabs a tray and loads up and he's expecting to pay for it. And there's no register, nothing to, you know, collect money. And he's just like, huh, I might not supposed to be here. So he uh, wanders over to a table, just sits down, just kind of keeps his head down. is just eating as quickly as he can be like, please, nobody notice, please, nobody notice, please, nobody notice. And eventually there was an announcement. He wasn't even really paying attention to that, but everybody in this tent stands up and, and starts to, to leave. And he's just like, oh, crap, I got to I got to go. Uh, this is this is bad. You know, I don't want to get caught as the person who's not supposed to be here. 
And so he's following this crowd and he goes and they end up on an elevator and it lifts him up and he's like, oh man, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And the elevator door opens and he's like, oh, I'm on the stage now. You know, I'm just off the side of the stage. And and as he's starting to panic, he finally hears the announcer for this festival who's announcing. He's like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the Grateful Dead. And he's like, holy crap, I'm in the elevator with the Grateful Dead. And about that time, the security guard tackled him. <laughs> <laughs> and he told this story and it's one of those where you're just like was he really on stage with the grateful dead did this really happen or is this just a really good story and i you know never really asked him that but yeah he was filled with stories like that you're just like you have led an interesting life <laughs> <So>. <laughs> any crazy stories like that from from you you know, I, I, it's really crazy. I run into, like, I'm always at, at places at the right time for some weird reason. I, I meet, like, a lot of celebrities just kind of out of nowhere, which is crazy. Like, um, uh, well, pre-pandemic, like, went to, um, who was it? I went and seen Atreyu and uh, Motionless and White at the Skyway Theater. And then concert was over and went to the, uh, there's like a bar restaurant next door in here. Then I'm sitting with the bass player having drinks, you know, <laughs> just like no big deal. Just kind of, and we're just chit chat about life and, you know, and yeah, I have lots of weird stories like that or, um, went to, uh, up down arcade and had a few drinks with, uh, Brian Dozier who played for the Minnesota twins and, Los Angeles Dodgers. Just super random. Here's little Tate, you know, just talking with these people. <laughs> just shows to, goes to show that uh, a lot of people, even though they have the spotlight status, that they're still regular people and that they're approachable. And you, you can have a, a legitimate conversation with them and just, just chat. Even so. when I, when I met, uh, William, when I met William Shatner, is kind of the funniest thing. So uh, I met him at uh, GalaxyCon, and uh, we were taking a picture, you know, like it was our turn to come up and take a professional picture. And he was, you know, sitting in a really high top chair, you know, because he's not a very tall guy. And uh, he looks at me and he's like, wow, that looks like that hurt. I'm not sure if he was talking about the tattoos or the piercings. And uh, we took a picture together. He's like, keep rocking, man. <laughs> and that's all he said. And I was like, I didn't say anything. I was like, this is super amazing. This guy's a legend, you know, like. <laughs> kind of, I'm kind of jealous. Uh, the, the year, I mean, even this past year at the con uh, had op an opportunity to purchase photo ops or signatures from you know william shatner and a lot of uh, other star trek fame but this year is different because of the pandemic so they had uh, plexiglass set up like a giant piece in between so in the photo you can even see the th the thin plexiglass line and it almost kills the photo in my opinion it takes that intimacy out of it and i i get the potential reasoning for it, but this 
just kind of sad. You, you pay $150 to get a picture with William Shatner or anybody else, and you're standing on the side of the plexiglass going, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> That's how I, but, I went to uh, Twin Cities Con a few weeks ago, and some of them were like that. Um, some had the plexiglass, and then uh, some of them actually didn't even care like they'd come ar around the plexiglass and they'd take a picture you know kind of depended on the guest you know and stuff like that like like the guy the guy uh i, I can't remember his name he does the voice of mario um mm. he was there and uh i didn't get to meet him though because i was meeting other people but he came around that glass he didn't care you know he had a mask on but he'd do the woohoo you know <laughs> but he'd come out and he was taking pictures of people he didn't care you know and stuff so that's kind of you know cool that you know it depends on who it was and whatnot who else did you get to meet at at the show the convention there uh and oh. any a whole bunch of people I'm, I'm sure but um this one uh it was the first year so there wasn't a whole lot of people but um uh wendy she did the voice of daria and uh quinn on daria's tv show it was her first ever con and i was the first person she ever met at a con so it was kind of cool so we got to chat for like 25 minutes you know and stuff awesome um i met uh what is his name i forgot he did uh played cory from boy meets world okay um look it up but uh yeah he didn't he stood behind the glass you know but talked to him a little bit he talked about you know asked me about my tattoos we just kind of you know Shot the up for a little bit. Awesome. Sometimes it gets, sometimes it gets awkward because I don't know what to say to him, you know. And I try not the fanboy, and I was like, "Wow, this is you know." <laughs> That's I, kind of uh, the same lines uh, in in the checkout line at the hotel, or in the elevator, or walking to and from the where the meeting rooms are. Uh, at the con in the years past you'll walk past you know some of not the like big big stars necessarily but uh you'll walk past people uh john delancey for instance who played q uh aaron eisenberg who uh, is now passed on but played nog the ferengi um <clears throat> in fact uh the gentleman who plays damar the cardassian was in line behind us a couple years ago to to check out casey biggs and you know had a short conversation with him and uh got to talk to him for a couple minutes again this past year because they he's one of the singers in the enterprise blues band and they do a sunday night rat pack show comedy show it's it is hilarious even though it's pretty much the same show every year it's it's just funny to see um i uh took a leak in the same bathroom as lavar burton a couple years ago really? he and his handlers were were in there yes that's my my claim to fame where, where, <laughs> that was, where was where was that at in las vegas uh oh. it, the the biggest one has been in las vegas and then this year which would have been in 2020 but was canceled uh, cbs uh didn't renew their contract with creation entertainment so it was the 55 year mission creation entertainment presents the celebration of star trek and not star trek las vegas 
So uh, CBS has partnered up with a different convention company and they're putting on a con uh, mission Chicago, I think is what it is coming up in April. So thought about going to that. So then it's, you know, the official Star Trek convention, but we'll see how the funds go. Uh, This show isn't making us, you know, millions of dollars. And so I won't be, (laughs) won't be able to have it paid for me uh, unless we get big in the next couple months. Uh, Howard, what, how can we get there? <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me. I uh, <laughs> haven't gotten us too much further. So. <laughs> but damn it, you're in the car, man. And we're all going in the same direction. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it up with future Howard. I'm sure he'll have a suggestion yeah, or not. Sounds good. He's in the future. He's got to know more. <laughs> not that far in the future, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things uh, i mean you, you get to you know rub, rub elbows with them and uh, if you want you know you can get the autographs or or take photos with them um i have a photo with nichelle nichols who played uhura on the star trek the original series so you know that that was a uh a, a cool opportunity especially because she has uh some mental health issues with the uh, alzheimer's and you know she's not the youngest person anymore so uh, there's some of that where she's still going to the conventions as often as she can but how much longer probably not much longer you know so getting that opportunity to take a picture with her and then the the base of the batleth which is uh right up here on the shelf i have uh, the major characters uh, Klingon characters signed that base. Uh, so Michael Dorn, who played Worf, Robert O'Reilly, who played Chancellor Gowron for the Empire, and then uh, General and later Chancellor Martok, J.G. Hertzler, and Lieutenant Commander Jedzia Dax, played by Terry Farrell. Uh, she also uh, autographed that. And then on the other side of the base, I had eugene roddenberry which is gene roddenberry's son autograph it he he autographed that for me so that's just a little cool thing sitting up there but you have any cool autographs or photos or different things like that too from some of your your previous conquerings um i have one um uh what i met the cast of the mighty ducks um it was actually a couple days before you know, the virus came, uh, they were here doing the, whatever, uh, your, your, your anniversary. And it was up at the, uh, Excel center or the wild play. I was like, yeah, I'll go check it out, you know? And, uh, fantastic people. It wasn't all of them. It was just a few of them, but, um, they're all just super awesome. And, uh, Danny, you know, who also was in, um, uh, what is that? Pete and Pete. If you remember that, TV show. Oh yeah, the Nickelodeon yeah. classic. <laughs> yeah. He was a very, very interesting person. <laughs> a cool guy. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have like most of the cast signed that. Um, I have. Um, I don't have a whole lot. Just a lot of pictures of the people. Uh, some cosplayers. Um, William Shatner did sign a picture too for me, or the one that I have of us, which is awesome. 
that is pretty awesome <laughs> that he would do that. Yeah. I had to. I, don't know. I had That's to. Cool. And he went to space. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Old, oldest guy from planet Earth to be in space. What is it? He's so. 90? I mean, I, I, that guy's incredible mm -hmm. to be, to be, you know, at that age and that healthy and mindful, you know, like, I hope to be like that when I'm his age for sure. <laughs> I hope to be like that when I'm 60. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah. At, at the conventions, he, he always has uh, an, an interesting session and it's never long enough. They, they usually, uh, for each of the sessions, they book about 45 to 50 minutes and his session always goes long. And he tries to have the, the audience ask questions nearly the entire time he only takes maybe five minutes at the beginning to say you know oh, i've been up to this i shot this movie i did this i'm working on this project and i don't want to waste your time let's go to the questions <clears throat> and then you know has people ask him random questions and sometimes he goes on tangents but he's still he's still very sharp <laughs> let's put it that way i like that show he does the, the unexplained the unexplained my only issue with the show is that yes this is unexplained what could it be what mysteries lie ahead well coming up after this something similar but not quite the same <laughs> you know they, they don't answer anything or give any plausible explanation for it it's like, this is unexplained and we told you it's unexplained and coming up next something else plausible Maybe deniable, but unexplained nonetheless. He was. I, I, just, I just seen. I was going through uh, Amazon or Prime Video, and I can't remember. There was like a movie a few years ago with him, and it was like a zombie movie, and it, it looked crazy. And it was William Shatner in there. I'm like, I've, I've never seen. Interesting. It, I don't know. I you've seen it or heard about it, but it was like a zombie type movie. I didn't didn't see that one, but. Uh... You know, I'm uh, the age to remember TJ Hooker. You know, if you if you remember that TV series from the 80s. Isn't that crazy that Michael Myers mask is that was him? Yeah, the uh, the producers needed to get uh, a mask for for Michael Myers. And uh, yeah, here, this mask should be all right. We'll just paint it white. Nobody will know. <laughs> What, what was the story? What was he? He was supposed to film a movie, right? Of some sort. When they did yeah, I, yep, something it, something silly like that. Yeah. Act, hmm? Yeah. the uh, The story behind the Halloween mask is that the it was a very low budget movie, and so they their their prop guy they they just said you need a mask. We need a mask for our for our killer. Go find one, and he he. He went to the local store, and the only two masks that he found that he thought were suitable, one was William Shatner, which he picked actually over a, a Spock mask, because that was a, another option. But he thought uh, Shatner would work a little bit better. Or he had a clown mask, was actually the other one. And, and he presented the clown mask as the top choice. Um, and then he had the altered William Shatner one, and he altered it purely so that they didn't get sued from William Shatner for using his likeness. And that's the only reason why they changed the hair and the color of the skin. 
but it was it was purely a uh we need a mask for this guy um what can we find so yeah and i think that uh shatner didn't know about it until within the past uh, couple of years does that sound about right yeah i i don't know that it was uh too common knowledge until halloween was kind of a big thing just crazy just crazy how about we re-enter the the gaming world a little bit moving from movie you know, movies television sci-fi whatnot um have uh, I, I i talked to howard before the show a little bit about it but uh tate have you seen or heard anything on the upcoming rainbow six game entitled extraction uh, I haven't I haven't seen anything uh, lately, um, but I've just kind of heard of you know about it. But I didn't see any. Is there trailers out yet and stuff? Is... Yeah, there's a there's a gameplay trailer, and I think that might be the only one. Uh, I happen to watch it just to get the premise of the game. Uh, I happened to get an email yesterday or the day before from ubisoft saying hey do you want to play the game you have to sign this non-disclosure agreement and then uh, we'll give you the code and you can play the technical test demo so i was like all right <laughs> why not Absolutely. uh it it was released today so i haven't played it so anything that i'm going to say is not part of the game that i'm aware of it's just in the public information for it but the 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 website i threw it in the rundown and uh, i'm sure because future howard is awesome like that that he'll put it in the show notes so if you're really interested you'll be able to check it out but basically their taglines for this are dive into the next mainline rainbow six tactical co-op shooter whether you go it alone or in a squad of three each mission brings intense thrilling and unpredictable experiences elite rainbow six operators join forces to create react that's rainbow exogenous analysis and containment team a highly specialized organization and i'm like settle down with the acronyms calm down is it, um what's the what's the thing that they got for it, it it's aliens show up on earth and they're trying to take over uh, the earth or something along those lines uh, from the the trailer that's basically what it looks like like uh hibana is captured and they are for lack of a better term in the star trek world assimilating her with the black goo and uh, the rest of the team is like hey we gotta go save ibana because she's getting trouble and and they're flying out there in their helicopter and they zip line in and and then they start shooting stuff and the uh, aliens whatever the aliens are uh, i don't know what the name of them you know is or there's their species but they're shooting like spikes and it reminded me of the uh, tomorrow war with chris pratt on amazon if, if you saw that it really reminded me of that they're shooting spikes uh stuff I, I, like that that's yeah cool. yeah i like those but types. you kind of thing you know Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the premise of the movie because, you know, the, <laughs> your future comes back and says we need help. 
like hmm, that's interesting um th- this one as far as i know there's no time travel in it it's uh, just aliens invading and you need to shoot them up and save people or extract it and i don't know anything about the game yet uh haven't played it at all uh so i don't know if it plays like rainbow six siege you know their last game that came out or if it's uh more like um <clears throat> well let's see what what were the the other one wildlands you know, ghosts, a, yeah. wildlands. That was that was a fun game, or uh, the division. That was the other one that I was thinking about. Um, <clears throat> played a very limited amount of time in those games as well. So I, it looked like, <clears throat> excuse me, it looked like it was more of a first person shooter like Siege. So it should be along those lines from what all the public videos are showing. And then on top of that, if you end up buying this game or pre-ordering it, it unlocks characters in Rainbow Six Siege. So you can cross play the characters between both of those games. So cool. might be interesting. I'm hoping that I have some time uh, before we started doing this. I set it to download. So then it's going to actually be downloaded onto my Xbox and We'll go from there and see what it is, but can't stream it, can't talk about it. It's like Fight Club. It doesn't exist. <laughs> That's cool that they gave you the invitation, though, to do that. And I don't know how many invites they sent out, but uh, uh, and of course, by the time this episode airs, the test will be long over because it ends this Sunday for, for our timeline. Future Howard's already pissed. I can sense it. it it's interesting to me. I, I mean, I have... You know, most of Tom Clancy's main line of books upstairs on a shelf. I mean, I've, I've read Tom Clancy since I was in middle school. Interesting that the guy who's known for hard military fiction now has aliens involved in this game. Um, you know, it'll it get it, her when you're eventually able to talk about it. It'll be interesting to hear what your thoughts were on this. Um because I, I remember the original Rainbow Six uh, game. I don't know if either of you played that one. Uh, but I absolutely loved it because it was the first game where it's like, here's the blueprint, and you can lay out your 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 plan of entry, and you can tell, okay, these AI guys who are on my team, you're gonna you're gonna storm this door when I give this code, and you're gonna shoot anybody you see. And I enjoyed it. I played the heck out of that Rainbow Six, and uh, it's it's interesting to see how it has evolved and now you know even even siege and even though siege is very much different than that original one i mean i i've watched a lot of people stream siege and it's um it looks fun but yeah this whole alien twist i i don't know what to think kidder i don't know what to think on it <laughs> that rainbow six game you're talking about was on uh, original xbox right or was that on a 360 Oh, the original Rainbow Six is the Nintendo or 64. N64. Okay, yeah. that, that version. Okay, because didn't they remake it for, you know, the newer gens a few years ago or something? And not a few years ago. This is 20 years ago now, but yeah, uh, just like yesterday. I They might have. I I lost track of it after a while because they, they changed it away from that. And I, I lost interest. Sure. Because then it was just your normal shooter. I know they had a run of games that was Rainbow Six Las Vegas that were very popular. 
Yeah, um, but that's where I kind of dipped into them was those ones. And nothing against them, but it was at that point, it's like, well, this is kind of like every other shooter out there for me. Um, and mostly I've only ever played first person shooters now. It's like when I play with people and like Kidder and such, I'm well, as Kidder can tell you, I don't I haven't bought a first person shooter since I've got my Xbox one. I think every first-person shooter game I own for it, Kidder bought for me because he's like, "You, uh, you need to play with us." <laughs> so join us. This is the newest, greatest, latest game. Install it, but then I have to uninstall something else. Well, probably the last game that I gave you because I'm sure we won't be playing that one anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's as bad as you know. Well, Kidder and I have joked about this. By the time I get the game updated and ready to go, and I'm finally able to play with you guys because I'm on a much more limited schedule, it's like I'll get in. You guys are like, I'm so sick of this game and the damn cheaters. Are, we're we're moving over to this one. I'm like, but I I just got in. <laughs> I just yeah. I just install all the updates. There's only like 30 gigs of updates. Like, uh, why? So we'll, we'll see how that uh, how that game is. I don't know give it a shot um something that i'm not really into as we've discussed is uh, the board game aspect or even some of the other smaller uh indie games almost uh, for the last forever i really haven't gotten into any of those maybe the last was smaller game was toy soldiers a long time ago <clears throat> where it looks like you're playing with the the little plastic figures and stuff i mean that was a long time ago but uh howard is into stardew valley uh, tate have you heard of that have you played that i haven't played it but i know what you're talking about um I've watched it just a little bit, and I'm curious. I want to see more of it. Um, it's on Nintendo Switch, right, I believe? It's on uh, PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox. I don't know if it's on PlayStation. I would almost think it is. Um, yeah, in fact, Kidder, uh, my wife, who is just coming off of uh, working night shifts, so her sleep schedule's screwed up. She actually said to me tonight at dinner, she goes, you know, I know it's podcast night, but I kind of wish it wasn't because I'd rather sit up and play Stardew. So, you know, uh, she's addicted to it as well. Um, no, it's a it's a great game. I've talked about it on the show before. It's a very chill game with so much, uh, so many things that you can do um, that it's, yeah, it. I've only played it with uh, with her because there's strict rules that she has made that I'm not allowed to play it without her um, and such. So I've only ever played it multiplayer, and I don't know how you would play it first player. Um, there's just so much to do. Like, we divide the, the tasks in that game. You know, like, she runs all of the animal stuff. I do all of the crops. It's Is it kind of like Animal Crossing in... in- away a a little bit um it's it's a little bit more rpg um but i mean it has a lot of that same thing where it gives you lots of options you know you can go mining you can do foraging you can be a farmer uh there's fishing you can build stuff there's cooking there's just a ton of options um and it gives you enough little quests and things to do along the way. There are um, events throughout the calendar year, and it's 
there's never downtime in that game. There's never a time where you're like, hmm, what do I, you know, what am I going to do? I'm just going to sit and wait. It's You're always like, I want to do this and this and this and this. And and you get to it and you're like, I completed only maybe a quarter of the stuff I wanted to do. And the sun's going down and it's almost midnight and I got to race back to bed. Otherwise, I'm going to pass out somewhere. It's um, it's enjoyable, but yet very uh, a very chill game. And and the cool thing was it was done by one guy. Uh, the, the guy's name, Con- he goes by the handle Concerned Ape. Um, and he it took him 10 years to really to make this game. And he worked his day job. And he would sit at home and he did all the programming. He did all of the artwork. He did the music. He did everything. Yeah. Um, and so it's a I mean, very... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I know, like, um, I mean, that game is so popular. Like, going on Twitch, and there's thousands and thousands of people, you know, watching other people. And it's just, it's incredible, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it, and as I, like, when I first told Kidder about it, it's like, it's a farming RPG. It does not sound like the most interesting thing, but it's, it's just so chill. And again, the relationships you make, there's all sorts of different ways that you can play it. And um, there are people who make just like fantastic farms that are well laid out. And what, I mean, my wife and I, like, oh. there was one back like windows 95. Wasn't there a game kind of similar to that? Um, I just remember me and my friends when we were 10 years old at the time, they had something kind of, farming game kind of like that i don't know if you guys remember might have been sim farm or sim farming i know the sim city games were popular for a good 20 years you know the late 90s on basically with sim city sim town sim copter sim Uh, uh, Sim, well, the Sims later, but uh, Sim City 2000. Sim. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember playing that like on like I think it was like a floppy disk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the save icon? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, yeah, Stardew Valley has been one that uh, my wife and I have played, and um, I'm also big into board games, and they. It was a couple months ago they announced a that they were going to do a a uh, board game version of Stardew Valley, and the game sold out in minutes. Just really? yeah, it. I mean, it has that big of a fan base, and it was just gone. Uh, so they they announced, or at least I saw an announcement like, "Hey, this week, you know, the second printing is up. There's a few ch- a few changes, but otherwise, it's the same." printing uh and i was actually able to get one so i have a a copy of the game coming yeah um my wife was very thrilled at that um so (laughs) you say that and it could go either way uh no she she like thrilled or thrilled (laughs) no she's she's very very excited about it um and then the other big news uh, with it is that Concerned Ape is actually working on his his second game, and it is called uh, Haunted Chocolatier. And he <laughs> hasn't really given away a lot to it. I mean, he's still in the, the somewhat early stages of it. 
and um, I read a blog that he wrote about it, and uh, he said, you know, I'll talk about some things here and there as I feel like it, but I don't want to say anything and promise anything and give you a false impression of what this thing is until I fully wrap my head around it. So, um, but it sounds like it has something to do with being in a castle and making chocolate and ghosts. So it, it should be, should be good. And um, he put up a video of it and it looks to be about the same art style and, and all of that. So I'm, I'm excited for that one to come out. Um, and such i have a feeling that my wife's gonna make me play that one uh with her when that comes out so things to look forward sounds to. fun it's awesome yeah there's yeah. a i know there's a board game store just down the block from my house and uh finally went there after four years of living here and i actually did a i did a little stream inside they uh were nice enough to let me stream inside and fantastic i mean like all kinds of games like uh you know stuff that you're talking about like magic you know and just it was fantastic i just felt so at home you know looking at all that stuff and all the action figures and they've had like even comic books and stuff in there you know and uh, like anime stuff and it was just awesome loved it yeah it the game no, I kept th kept thinking about is Viva Pinata. <laughs> because Rude Ru Boy Kyle made the mistake of, I, I don't know why he owns the game, but he made the mistake of giving it to me to play for a while. And I played that some bitch for 12 hours one day. And and I'm like I gotta stop this. This is this is dumb. <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. It's the game. I don't want to compare it to Stardew Valley because there's a lot of people who like Stardew Valley. I mean, there's a lot of people who like Viva Pinata and all of these spinoffs and add-ons for them. But yeah, that's uh, one thing that um, I should have left in the past. <laughs> that was uh, I, I remember that kidder because uh that was back when we were in college and we were roommates at the time and i i think i went off to class and you were playing viva pinata and when i came back you were still playing viva pinata and up until then like i knew you mostly as oh halo perfect dark you know like not viva pinata um uh, <laughs> damn it kyle Ah. <laughs> 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 Yes, and if, Tate, did, did, were you a big Halo player as well back in the day? Oh yeah, original OG. Yep, I actually uh, kind of just a couple months ago, uh, I have X, I have Xbox, Xbox Game Pass on my PC. You know, so they released the Master Chief Collection. So I started running through those because I, you know, had heard at the time when they're gonna drop this new Halo game. So I'm like. I'm going to go back. I'm going to play them remastered, you know, and uh, they look fantastic on, on remastered. And um, so I whipped through some of them, you know, I kind of forgot how long some of them were, you know, and I'm like, oh, 12 <laughs> chapters, you know, here it's like 50, yep. 60 hours, you know, but uh, I'm looking forward to the new one because it's going to be free too yeah. on the game pass. Yeah, there you go. I know I pre-ordered it last year uh, when they first announced it and uh, you know allowed the pre-orders. And I was laughing while you're talking about that because of all of the stories that Howard and I uh, have uh, 
accumulated involving Halo over the past, you know, 20 years almost. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's actually why I'm called Howard. It's because of Halo. And it's back yeah. in the original Halo, if you were playing on somebody else's Xbox, if you didn't have an account, uh, Bungie set it up so that it would just assign you a random Nate that started with H. And I was over at uh, Kidder's birthday. It was a LAN party, and it was a bunch of his friends who had never met me uh, really before. And I got assigned the random name of Howard, and it stuck because it was eventually it was like, who's this Howard guy <laughs> that keeps killing us? And it's like, that's me. And so they, in fact, there were some of them who didn't realize my name wasn't Howard until recently. So it's, yeah. So that's how I ended up with Howard was thanks to Halo. <laughs> so now the question is, do you do the Laso run legendary all skulls on, or do you play for more of an enjoyment because you don't hate your life? I, I, I do. I usually do like normal, you know, like kind of in between. Um, it depends on, I, I like to kind of enjoy the game, you know, <laughs> But, um, you know, if, if I beat it or something, then I'll go back and I'll play it harder, you know. But the first run, I kind of like to watch, you know, the storyline unfold, you know, and the gameplay kind of mixed together uh, the first time. But then, you know, come back and kind of mess around and see how, how hard I, you know, I can get and how wild. How about you guys? We're, we're masochists like that. Yeah, so we'll we'll do the the legendary and, and then throw some skulls on or or all of them and then we get stuck in the library for eight hours <clears throat> okay it wasn't eight hours but i mean it was like four <laughs> so we we did the library pretty fast uh we've had other oh. levels where we we got stuck for much longer i um, thought that was the library where the 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 two hunters and but or is it right before the library because it's the original halo wasn't it yeah um, I was, I, yeesh, there was the room, and I forget which level that was, but I just remember that room, and that was four hours in that room. The in the first Halo, there's there's this the the level where you get it's the first time you're up on a Covenant ship, and it starts you in a single room, and you can't leave that room, and guys just keep coming in, and eventually it ends with a couple of invisible elites with swords. And Kidder and I spent four hours in that room. Um, and Kidder is much more determined than I am. I get bored in games, as I think I've said before. And uh, I think it was like three in the morning. I was done. And so I was goofing around. <laughs> and Kidder's still trying to beat it. Um, and we got and lucky. And the two hunters. Yeah. And I got we got lucky, and I ended up running into a door I wasn't supposed to, some grunts spawned and i just ran past them into a spot where like it was a short hallway and all of a sudden kidder died in the main room and he spawned he's like where the hell are we i'm like oh head that way and so we just left one person in there and we were able to just slowly defeat the room and get out of it but yeah it was four hours of that that was that was misery I, yeah we I took turns but like, still <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about because i just played it like uh, recently here in the last couple of months and I was stuck in there for a long time trying to figure out where in the hell, you know, because there ain't no map, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, 
do I Google this, you know, to watch somebody else? Or is that cheating? But, you know, the- no, in these days, it's not cheating. I mean, back when we did it, we had to go to GameStop or or Best Buy and hope that they have the the gamer's guide for it for $30. And because we were cheap asses, we didn't buy the thing. We just flipped through and looked quick and tried to remember it by the time we got home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, we we've had our moments. Uh, oh, there there was the the skull on the water tower, Kidder. Remember that one with Kyle? <clears throat> I think that was Halo Three. Yep. And that was when uh, you know I, I don't remember the mission names anymore, but you're you're trying to escape some of the Covenant advances, and they have these big crawlers like six-legged crawlers with the giant laser on the front and uh it's the giant screw you laser because it one shots your vehicle or you and you go sailing across the map and you're dead and then it's right on the beach and if you go in the water you're dead (laughs) but you have to keep and correct me if i'm wrong this is how i remember it you have to keep the giant thing alive and then distract it while you are trying to get on this water tank in the center of this beach map because the skull's right in the middle and you can't throw a grenade up there and like have it explode and it falls off. You have to get two vehicles and stack them and then jump onto the vehicle onto the vehicle and then you should be able to jump onto the top to then get that skull off the top but again you can't kill the giant walker because once you kill that it spawns the cinematic to go into the next part of the story do you have about 50 percent of that right it's not a walker it's a tank (laughs) so it's it's only it, it, it's only a Whatever. tank and you don't have to stack the vehicles but it's still a tough jump but <laughs> the time that we did it uh you and i had already beaten the game beaten it on legendary we had collected all the skulls and our our buddy rude boy kyle who's on the show sometimes uh we were helping him collect the skulls and so we knew from experience and so we we got to that area and we're like okay kyle you have a warthog we have a warthog you're going to stay right here with the backup warthog so that we have it in case this goes wrong. And the plan was very simple. I would run over and I would stand in front of this tank and there's a ledge that it, cause it was up on a ledge and you could go below it. You could pop up and it would target you and you could, you know, so you would hop up and down and it would shoot at you. And then in this case, Kidder would drive the warthog up, get it behind the tower and make the jump up there. It's still hard to do. And I kid you not, like, I'd, I'd be sitting there doing it, and all of a sudden I'd look over, and here's Kyle right next to me. He's like, Kyle, you're supposed to be guarding the second. And boom, we'd all die. And then, <laughs> and then we'd have another time, and it's like, Kyle, just stay here. And we'd, I'd be there, and I'd be jumping, and I'd get hit, and then Kidder would get hit. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, we spawned. It's like, okay, Kidder. It's like, okay, Kyle, do you have the second warthog? And I was like, it's like, nope, and he's already driving it out there. And it's like, no, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like we'll, was... we'll we'll get this one for you. Just wait here, three minutes. If it works, hold on. Yeah, I think it took us like two hours, uh, but we got it. 
eventually. We got that damn skull, and he you know got what? the achievement. I heard, I don't know, Mark, if you guys are, Howard, if you guys heard that this new Halo is only going to be multiplayer and no storyline. Hmm. I did not hear anything about that. Uh, I've seen, you know, the a, a couple very quick pictures, uh, renderings, and the graphics are supposed to be outstanding. But uh, no, I I haven't heard anything. What 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 are your sources telling uh, telling um, you? Give us the inside scoop. <laughs> I I actually uh, was it on it was on Twitch. Um, I can't remember whose street. I, I think it was X the Xbox Twitch channel. I think that's who it was. They streamed, you know, just kind of like a demo of it and uh, looked fantastic, you know. And they said it was going to be like 100 players, like matches can get in there. I was like, whoa. But then they were saying um, probably not going to be single player. It's just going to be or no storyline, just all multiplayer. But then you hear, oh, well, we might add a storyline that kind of shifts back and forth. But they're kind of trying to do the, you know, Call of Duty, like, you know, Warzone type thing, you know. Because, I mean, that's the most popular thing right now, you know, type of style. But I personally like the storylines, you know. Yeah, I'm more of a storyline player than the uh, multiplayer. So, Same. Mm. it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was just, just looking to, to see what... Uh, you know the most trustworthy internet sources are well well you were telling us <clears throat> and one that's that's uh rhymes with encyclopedia claims to say that <laughs> halo infinite uh includes a number of weapons and vehicles that are normally in the halo series uh, such as the warthog it features several types of abilities for the player character Master Chief, uh, like the grapple shot and thruster with uh, the f the second part, enabling him to pull himself forward or retrieve items. The title's campaign mode features an open world in which players can compete, uh, complete objectives to gain command of forward operating bases, furthering their progression throughout the story. And potentially then once you, I'm guessing, gain certain levels of items, upgrade the Master Chief's abilities. Hmm. So to me, that sounds more like Destiny, where it's open world, but yet it's not. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be different, but it, it might be cool. I mean, I really hope it's it's cool. I mean, they're, they're claiming that it looks fantastic, so there's that. I mean, all the Halos, I still remember Halo 1, and there's a meme floating around the internet, but you remember your first time, and it shows uh, the screen, and you're pointing the, the, the pistol up at the ring. <laughs> I mean... Damn it, I remember that on the old original Xbox going way, way back to... 2001 or whenever that was you know in our our that version was... of surround sound <laughs> one speaker in front and one behind us <laughs> when i went back and when I, I was playing it on uh the master chief collection on game pass 
they it's cool because you can choose on like i was playing with the controller but one of the buttons you can play the old classic style you know or they do the remastered version so you could have a choice and sometimes i'd flip just to see how big the different graphics were you know and you're talking about like looking up and the sound was so much different too like you'd walk in you'd hear the boots like clunk 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 in the first one and then the remastered version it's like much more quieters and stuff and that's kind of a cool feature how they did that just you know if you want to see what you know this part of the force looks like from the original you could just click the button i uh i also have that for for xbox and i i have to be honest i haven't played most of that uh remastered edition just because somebody else <clears throat> hasn't been available <laughs> but i remember just playing maybe the first or second uh mission of the you know remastered original halo and and uh blasting the grunts with the confetti for the headshots hey! <laughs> yeah and then i was done i didn't want to play through it legendary all on my own i don't know run out of patience for that sort of thing I blame modern warfare and all the cheaters. Yeah, you uh, you don't have patience for cheaters. I I know that fastest reporting fingers in the West. I mean, <laughs> they got offered like uh, Valorant, you know the game Valorant and like Apex mm -hmm. Legends. They have what is it, Vanguard or something? It's called. Like I have it installed on my computer because I play those games. Or it runs twenty four hours a day making sure you don't cheat and um call of duty got offered they offered them that program for the you know the cheating system and they said no and then what do they try this new one and it didn't work because the first day people already got past the system just it's I, just I, you know i play a lot sense. of call of duty and i'd get so frustrated because you'd be like getting shot over here and you know the, the aimbot thing was just crazy <laughs> you know i was like i can't do this <laughs> and sadly nothing has changed i mean i miss the the old fun cheating where they would crack the game a little bit and like one kill would get you enough points so then you could prestige i'm talking way back in like the original modern warfare 2 or you jumped and then you would shoot up into the sky and you'd be shooting people from way you know a long ways up but if you landed you would die so you had to time your jump right so then you could stay in the air stuff you remember that don't you howard i don't but uh Oh, I, you know, I didn't pay attention too much to the cheaters. I just tried to survive in those games. I am terrible at first person shooters. You know, I, my strategy in those is still, and it is still to this day, take the gun with the biggest magazine and then do the fake reload. So you just position up and then you just da 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 da, -da and then stop and they'll pop up because they think you're reloading and then you shoot them. That's about the only strategy I have, and it only works maybe a quarter of the time. So <laughs> I it's like real world experience. <laughs> but I play uh, games for fun. I don't get that serious into them. So, <laughs> yeah. 
save your time and your energy for something more constructive like our next halo legendary run yeah yeah listen i i would do it but you uh you've been doing your halo legendary runs with uh kyle you, you you haven't you haven't included me in the last few so i, I wouldn't say i mean been doing all of them with rude boy kyle i mean it sounds like you're you're a little jealous Oh, listen, this is, this is one of those things. By the time I got Halo 4, you guys were done with the game. I didn't even bother with Halo 5 because uh, I, I knew it was going to be the same story. So I never bought Halo 5. Hmm. So, did you get Reach? I did. I did. Maybe I we'll have Reach. to go back and we'll have to play. That's one, of the, that's one of the three that you and I have actually done on Legendary. We did Reach. We've mm-hmm. done one, uh, three, and we did Reach. So... Didn't we try to do, um, gosh, it was, uh, with Halo two, the other, the other one. I'm trying to remember the damn name of it now. And it came with, with the master chief, (laughs) the master chef collection, um, uh, ODST. There it is. Didn't Uh, we we try to do that for a little bit? And, and then we got, you know, stuck in the city going back and forth and like, Where's the rest of the game? <laughs> uh, no, I was in Montana during ODST. So that was you and Kyle again. Hmm. Uh-huh. Well, <clears throat> I guess we'll just have to correct that wrong in the timeline then, huh? <laughs> I've offered it to you in the past and said, hey, we should go back and go through all this. And every time I do that, you're like, no. So... <laughs> That doesn't sound like me at all. I don't I don't know. I don't know who you're suggesting that could have said no or who you're talking to that looks like me or sounds like me. Clearly wasn't me. I wasn't there at the time. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Okay. I'll, I'll maybe be free uh, sometime in the next 18 years. <laughs> All right. (laughs) So by the time the Xbox uh, 1280 is out and all of the servers have gone offline for all of these games because the 360 servers are now shut down for the Xbox games. Timely news for you there. (laughs) Well, Kidder, I wanted to uh, to touch base on on one more topic. Um, yes, but I'm not going to go too de- uh, in depth with it because, uh, as you know, uh, we have Howard's Cave of Wonders, my own little series that we do that features gaming and such. And I'm going to do a deep dive into this topic there. And I'm hoping to release that episode tomorrow. So I, I'll spare you some details. But like tomorrow, uh, tomorrow or t- tomorrow, when this well, comes out tomorrow, when this comes out, it, you know, it was be like, you know, three weeks ago. So um, <laughs> time travel, time travel. It's, it's, it's weird. Timey, wimey, wibbly, wobbly. Yeah. Um, but I, I've been I've been posting a few things on our Facebook about uh, a, a game that I have been following for a long time that is now on Kickstarter, and that is Monster Apocalypse. Um, just to give the quick kind of rehash, it is a a uh, skirmish game where you play giant kaiju uh, battling it out. Um, 
It's a game that was originally created by Privateer Press in 2010, and uh, they it started as a collectible miniatures game. In 2018, they brought it back as a hobby game, and now they are partnering with Mythic Games out of France uh, to do this Kickstarter and make a board game version of it. Uh, I, I, I'm doing a special episode on it because by the time this episode comes out, the Kickstarter will be done because uh, it's a short, short Kickstarter. Um, but I, I, I'd be remiss, Kidder, if I didn't talk about some controversy that is happening with this, because, you know, I, I love these Kickstarter controversies. And yes. Such. And uh, th- there's really two that that's kind of plaguing uh, this particular Kickstarter. Um, the first, and it's it's a fairly simple uh, one. Uh, there are people who were really big into the first version of this game when it was a collectible miniatures game who are upset that this is basically the game again so they have all of their figures from the first one and they're like what do you mean it's all the same figures and i i i just want to use those and such because the the difference is in the original and i actually do have some of the original uh figures they were uh pre-painted um figures but they are of a different scale than the hobby version. Um, so same monster. This is King Kondo. And as you can see, he is a uh, a bit bigger than the old one. So the scales have changed. And because of that, the first edition isn't compatible. So you have a lot of people in the Kickstarter comments like upset that they won't be able to use their first edition stuff and that it's kind of a reprinting. Um, even though like the new stuff is so much better. I mean, just to show the difference in buildings from kind of that to this, um, it's a difference. So that's, that's the first one um, is a little bit of grumbling about that. Uh, the more interesting one, and this is affecting mythic a little bit more. Um, mythic has a bunch of outstanding kickstarters that they haven't fulfilled yet. Um, and it's because their business plan as they do this is they'll run a Kickstarter. And after that, they start working on the game and it moves through different phases. You know, they have their development team that has to write the rules. They have an art team that has to do the arts. Then they have, you know, to, to send it to get manufactured and kind of all these different steps. Well, after the game has moved past a couple of steps, you know, you don't want to pay artists to sit and do nothing. You don't want to pay game developers to sit and do nothing. Uh, So then they start a new Kickstarter and they start a new game. And because of that, they have like six games out and running. Um, Because they just, I mean, I backed this one, the game, but right before this was Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, They did the board game version of that. Uh, We talked about it on the show. Um, So that's in development. Um, Super Fantasy Brawl is in development. Um, The oldest one is Hell. And it's a uh, storytelling Viking game. And the the guys who backed that game have been coming into the mythic or into this Monster Apocalypse Kickstarter and basically saying, don't get involved with these guys. I'm still winning on my game. They have all these other games that they haven't done. You shouldn't be doing this. And so there's been a lot of kind of trolling of the audience basically over that. So that's that's kind of the controversy right now and 
Um, Kickstarter has said that they are going to change their policy so that you can't launch a new game until you fulfill a, a another game. I'll kind of believe that when I see it because there are several companies that use this model. But that's kind of the uh, the big one uh, with that. But the Kickstarter is going strong. Uh, this week they released their first add-on, which brings my faction, the Empire of Apes, uh, into it, which is why I had the opening line about a giant monkey holding a howitzer, because that is what one of the units is, is giant monkeys carrying actual like howitzer artillery. Um, it's great. It's fantastic. So um, anyway, the Kickstarter is up and running. It's going strong. I'm excited. I'm in for quite a bit. I have permission to be in it for quite a bit. Um, Lefty knows I'm excited about it. So um, I got permission. <laughs> so um, yeah, that makes it better. Yeah. Um, but if you want to know more, as I said, uh, there was, at, by the time this airs, there's a K- Howard's Cave of Wonder that came out several weeks ago that'll tell you a lot more about it. And if you want to find them on at least Facebook, they have liked a couple of uh, our shared posts about this specific Kickstarter and things. So if you check out the posts previously done on them, you can easily find their Facebook pages through that as well. Yep. And even if you're just hearing about this now in this episode, um, when their pledge manager does open, they usually keep it open for a bit and you can late pledge. And right now, I think the only real difference that I've I'm hearing about between pledging during the campaign and pledging during the late pledge um, is they have a, an exclusive building that if you pledge during the campaign, you get it for free. If you late pledge for it, you're going to have to pay to get the building. So hmm. that's yeah, fair. It, that, that, that's extremely fair. Um, I, I can't complain about that, but I'm in, I was in, in day one. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I know you're big in the you're big on the Kickstarter uh, uh, pledging of, I mean, mainly this company, but you know your your pirate ship, the big one, and and all all kinds of different things. <laughs> that yeah, I'm that, still waiting for it to be put together and put on a mantle above a fireplace. It's gonna take a while, man. That's three feet of pirate ship. Um, I'm gonna have to have some time to put that together and paint it. So we'll do it after uh, we finish Halo. It should only take, you know, what, a couple days, three, maybe. Yeah, uh, probably more without than sleeping, that. without <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. I I am also uh, sporadically involved in the Kickstarter stuff. Uh, I found the uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine documentary, What We Left Behind a few years ago that at the time became the number one highest grossing kickstarter on the platform in the history the team is has come back together to make a voyager documentary about star trek voyager that surpassed the goal by i want to say between a third and 50 percent so as in the Deep Space Nine documentary. So now this Voyager documentary has become the highest grossing Kickstarter in the history of the platform. Uh, get a few updates now and again, and my name will be in the credits. So 
there's that. <laughs> but, you know, th- small, small little victories here and there. So very excited for that one. The What We Left Behind documentary was fantastic. And uh, maybe that's just because Deep Space Nine's my favorite of the Star Trek series. But there's that. So anyway, any any little uh, notes that you want to end on with your Kickstarter there, Howie? Um, as I said, not, not much. Um, I'm just excited about it. You know, this is a game, um, and I talk about it in the video that's currently rendering, um, right now as we speak, because, you know, multitasker. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a game that I have chased for a while because when it came out, I was a poor teacher, you know, starving teacher in Montana. Um, and again, it, it was a, a blind collection game. So like you bought a box and you got what you got, which when, you know, you wanted to collect a certain faction, it meant that you had to really work at it or you had to buy from specific sites. And it, I, I never got really enough of anything to play the game at that point, just because it took me forever to get it. And by the time I got into it, it started going out of print. And then the hobby version came out. And at that time, Lefty was in nursing school. I was living in a different city, so we were paying, you know, rent and a mortgage and, you know, two sets of utility bills. Um, so I've just, I've never been able to really afford this game, and now I can. Um, and it is cheaper uh, in this board uh, game version. I think they did the math just when they first started, and they compared, since it is compatible with the with the hobby version, if you were to buy all the stuff that was in the core set currently out of the privateer press uh, line, uh, it would cost you about $300 more than the core set in the Kickstarter. So if you are interested in a game where you get to play giant Kaiju battling, destroying a city, all that good stuff, you know, this is a good one to, uh, to get in on. And they, uh, the guys who created this game originally, you know, because this is an already existing game, so it's not like Mythic's got to do a lot of development on this. Uh, you can tell that they love their their kaiju giant monster movies because there are parodies. If you have a favorite, they probably did it. I showed you King Kondo, which is the King Kong uh, parody, but um, there is the Pterosaurs with Terracon, which is your Godzilla parody. Uh, Rodan is in there. I, I've been noticing Tate's shirt I, this whole time, and I'm like, <laughs> I think he's going to like this topic. Um, yeah, he he was holding it up. You got to <laughs> say, say something and show the people. Because well, who do you have on the on the shirt? Is, is it Godzilla? Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and and as I said, the the newest add on added my faction, the Empire of Apes. But the other faction that's in that add on is Ubercorp. And that gives you your your mecha uh, versions of the monsters. So, yes, there's a mecha con and a mecha condo. So you can have, you know, again, even though it's the names are different, you can have your Godzilla versus mecha Godzilla or your Godzilla versus King Kong, and it's um, really really good. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's a, a fairly easy game and such. So highly recommend it. Um, even though I haven't really got to play it, I've watched a lot of people play it. I have I followed this game now since like 2010. So wow, you, you, you better you better believe it. I, I've been excited, and that's why I've been so excited about this. Game. I'm gonna I'm gonna step in with your excitement and and diminish it just a little bit because I think somebody that we know is going to say you can't play with those models 
until you watch Pacific Rim. I'm just gonna say that I, I got. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm stepping in on somebody else's behalf who's not here. Ah, <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Um, that may happen one of these days someday. I'll take it off this shelf. It'll it'll come down. Yeah, oh. if you look real real closely, Tate, he's got the uh, Pacific Rim sitting up on on the ledge of shame because. <laughs> He at one point had multiple copies of the movie and he still hasn't seen it. Really? Yeah. Uh, not to rehash all of that, but uh, <laughs> it, it's one of those when it came out in theaters, it wasn't a good time for me to go see a movie. Um, I just couldn't make it to it. Um, and it's just become this thing of, I just can't ever get around to seeing it. Um, it was on when it was on stars and stars did a free weekend I was living with uh, at my father-in-law's. It's after my wife and I moved just right back to North Dakota. We were looking for a house, and it was during the oil boom, and finding housing here was terrible. But we were living in his basement, and so he he recorded, he watched it, and in a very strange thing that he never ever does, he actually deleted it after watching it because usually he will save things in case you want people want to watch it. So he deleted it off. Um, so I set it to record because I saw that it was on and. It, it became this weird thing. We were working kind of different hours. And so he would come back and he'd uh, turn on the DVR and say, well, I thought I deleted this. And so he deleted it again and I, <laughs> I'd re-record it. And that went on for like the entire free weekend and I missed it. Um, and then I bought it on Black Friday and haven't watched it. And then I had a brother-in-law who gifted it to me for Christmas and I still haven't watched it. It's become a running thing. I just have not seen this movie and I should see this movie. It ticks a lot of boxes of things I should love. Guillermo del Toro, giant kaiju. I should love this movie. It's still sitting. Yep. On my shelf right there. I think um, it was, it was on Netflix or Hulu. One of the two for quite a long time. Yeah. And I, it was one of those where it's like, I think I even had it you know, when it was on Netflix. I think I had it on my list and it was just, I never had the time to sit down and watch it or, it was I was watching with my wife and she wasn't in the mood for it. So it's, it's a movie that has eluded me. So even though I own it, I see a very cute kitty that you have over there. Who who's your kitty there? This is Sky. She's she's like five months old. She looks really tiny though for five months, but she's sweet. She's been kind of running through my legs the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And that's nothing wrong with that. Do you have a nice little fur baby there to keep keep your keep your feet warm? Well, kidder, I've been having a great time. This has been a lot of fun, but we've been talking for quite a while, so it's about time we wrap this up. <laughs> if if I could, I'd love to give uh, the honors to Tate to give us some cheap plugs first before we go into our cheaper plugs. <laughs> If you don't mind, so uh, here's our portion of the show where where we we completely grovel at, at people's feet and tell tell everyone of exactly everywhere we are and all the addresses and services we're we're part of. So, without further ado, take it away, Mister Midnight Rocker One Hundred and One. Uh, you can find me on uh, pretty much everything: uh, Instagram Midnight Rocker One Zero One, Twitch One Zero One. Uh, Twitter is at Taytibor. Uh, YouTube is Midnight Rocker 101. And TikTok is Midnight Rocker 101. I think that covers where I'm at. Facebook is just 
yeah, Midnight Rocker 101 on that page and then my personal page is Tate Tibor. So pretty easy. You can Google me. You can find me pretty. You are all over the place. So awesome. Here and there. Here and there. And before uh, I I get into this long-winded spiel, thank you again for uh, joining us on the show because uh, we really appreciate getting this lined up. We're happy that the stars aligned and uh, you're able to tolerate uh, the show for a little bit yeah, here. Yeah, I had a so. fantastic time. It's been, uh, you guys are super, this has been fantastic, super amazing. You guys do such a good job and uh, I'd definitely hopefully be back sometime again or we can uh, maybe have you guys on a stream or something on my channel in the future. We're, well, I'm down with that. Howard, you down with that too? Sure. Why not? This has been fun. Let's keep it going. <laughs> That's what we do here on the Triple B. Emphasis on the BS at the end. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, we talk about pretty much anything and everything. So uh, really appreciate that. And yeah, we, we had a hell of a time too. So a little bit of a cheap plug action. You can... Also find us, the Beer Blues and BS, your good brothers, pretty much anywhere and everywhere as well. Our home in cyberspace is, of course, BeerBluesAndBS.com. BeerBluesBS.com. Forget the and when you're typing in the old web address. BeerBluesBS.com. Or if you use the Googles or the Yahoos or the ducking, ducking uh, with the goes or whatever, uh, you just search Beer Blues and BS, and you know what? You'll find all of us. What are you shaking your head at? What? what what's just, your preferred just, method? Just keep going, man. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So again, BeerBluesBS.com on uh, the web, and from that website, you can find where we are everywhere. We got the podcast uh, audio editions on there, as well as our YouTube feed, so you can watch the video feed of uh, of uh, what you're either watching right now or listening to right now. We'd uh, appreciate you checking that out. Our merch stores, if you want to buy a t-shirt or a pint glass or something so you can enjoy the show while you are listening or watching, we love that too. And uh, in fact, we had our first sale on there. Someone bought a pint glass. So thank you, unknown member of the universe who purchased a Beer Blues BS pint glass we really appreciate it and uh, enjoy that wonderful purchase whenever it shows up at your door so uh there's also some new designs on the store that uh, you might be interested in so make sure you check that out so uh we are also on podbean that gets us all over the place for the audio version so if you want to listen to us on your favorite service of auditory awesomeness well that's all over the place including but not limited to spotify your Amazon podcasts, Apple podcasts on your iOS service, Google podcasts on your Android services, uh, plus iHeartRadio on all of them, including on your uh, regular web browser, Pandora. You can also tune in on Stitcher or tune in on TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM, and uh, there's a couple more as well that are out there. So just check us out at beerbluesbs.com for all of that. The biggest thing there too, Facebook. We're on Facebook. Just search Beer Blues and BS because then you can get the latest updates on the show right there on the old Facebook page. So please give us a thumbs up. And if you want, 
throw us a review as well tell us you love us if it's okay if you don't you can tell us that too but you i don't think you would have made up this far in the video if you were thinking that so either way we appreciate you for joining us for this edition of beer blues and bs for a couple of good brothers well i'm the man the myth the legend the mark kidder he's howard blues and that is uh, the other guy over there that joining the show again the midnight rocker 101 mr tate tebor thank you again for joining us we'll catch you on down the road the old dusty tuscan highway as it were Man, keep your glass at least half full. And remember, free beer tomorrow. And we'll see you again in the next one. Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. So, I, I, yeah, I, I wanted to give you, a, you, a, you some crap because uh, going through trying to edit that episode, uh, we were talking about the tradition of us singing at weddings. So, of course, I went out, found, found the picture from Farva's wedding of us singing. Found the picture from my wedding. 497 photos, Kidder, do you have of your wedding? Do you know how many you have of best man speeches? And there were five best man speeches. Do you know how many photos there are? I uh, can neither confirm nor deny any of these allegations as I was on the stage. There are no photos of anybody giving you a best man speech. Doesn't exist. Oh. Oh. There are three in your wedding folder. There are like three copies of that stupid photo I hate of with my arm around you, but not a <laughs> single one of me doing the best man speech. That's <laughs> That's the best photo. What are you talking about? I hate that photo. Oh, uh, yeah. There's not even you and I did a Blues Brothers pose photo at your wedding, and I've never seen that either. So, hmm. There, I did that find the photographers or somebody else. That was with the photographers. Hmm. See now, yeah. now you got me all riled up, and I'm going to be pissed for the rest of the night. Yeah. <sighs> There's a great photo in there, though, of uh, Lefty and I, where neither of us look happy to be at your wedding. <laughs> I like that one. I have kind of like a look, and she just like, someone's taking a photo. I should see if I can find that one. Albums. Let's find his wedding. 497 photos.
There's you guys playing golf. There's us walking in. There's drunk Howard. There's that. <laughs> God, I hate that photo. Yeah, that is a, a good one. Like, hmm. Yeah. There's a camera. I was going to say, this is pre-junior, so, but it looks like we're disapproving parents. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's very much that. You know what you did. <clears throat> anyway, well, let's see. I, I found that one. I, I enjoyed that. But yeah, there was nothing in the 497 photos, and I looked. So I'm going to call you out right now. I need Howard the ref to step in. Put the T two minutes for bullshitting because I have a photo in front of me right now of us singing a number on stage. Hey, you didn't put it on Facebook, so you have the photo. Are you sure? I don't. Are you sure? I, not that I could not that I could find unless you've uploaded it in like the last few seconds. <laughs> I should do that just so that you can. Uh, <clears throat> apparently, um, yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and. Uh, it wasn't on there, was it? No, was apparently it? none of these wedding photos were actually on there. Yeah. Justific- Justification right there. So, yeah, you might have it, but you never shared it, man. My lights are celebrating. I, I guess. They're like, look at that. Howard's right. Howard's right. I don't know about right. No, I'm right. You didn't have that photo up on Facebook. I'm. Are you? <laughs> your original statement was that you didn't. There was weren't any photos. That's in the four, I, I know my original oh, statement is in the 497 oh, photos on Facebook. Because <laughs> I called you out go. on that. Because that's here what I had go. access to. <laughs> hey, future Howard, this would be a spot where you, gonna, you, yeah, we'll, we'll pull the evidence. Yeah, pull the evidence. 497 photos, Kidder, do you have of your wedding? You know how many you have of best man speeches? And there were five best man speeches. Do you know how many photos there are? Ah, shit. He was right. I'm never going to hear the end of this. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty.